of Tories, though. No, you don't, no, fuck, you it. don't fuck it. You stroke it. Why are you asking how she likes it done? Well, technically, you no. you you rub in a circular nah, motion all, while licking your tongue up. It's all about the female. It's all about the female. It is true. What she likes. This is not even close to what we're supposed to talk about today. So with that, let's jump into <laughs> they today's do happen episode in the things that we talked about, though. You know, that was my intro. You just stepped yeah, all over. Exactly. I'm sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Escaping Podcast. The best <laughs> podcast in Colorado Springs when it comes to all things geek, nerdy, and everything in between. And by everything in between, he means the words forming the sentence that I tried to make before Roscoe jumps in with his opinion. I am your host, Daniel Rojas, joined by... Kills for Show, a.k.a. the Toxic Male Avenger. Okay. <laughs> oh. Yo, somebody got to protect our rights. No, man. <laughs> who, who was it? Who, who, who did that commercial? Gillette. Uh, it was a lot Boys of will be boys will be boys. And then they're like, oh, man, don't do that. It was like, you know, stop the toxic masculinity. Yeah. Well. And then, I mean, I, I'm all... And, I, and I, I am about that. But also, Gillette, you don't get to tell me what to do as a corporation. <laughs> I, I believe in that, and I'm glad that we're on the same side of this, but when the revolution comes, where will you hide? Today, joining us, you've heard him on the show that he does with Kelsey. He is the one, the only, the undisputed Roscoe Tenkoya. Dang, you ain't even gonna say I've been on here multiple times before? You stepped on my Purple. intro, Ross. <laughs> I ain't mean to. I'm high. Like every good Non-good killer, death victim in 80 horror movies. Kind of, kind of. The stoner yeah. the always stoner dies. The stoner has to die. The stoner always dies. You know, that makes Comic me... relief, too. I, I, mean, I mean, I did step on them. I, I'll, I'll get to that in a second, because I want to talk about, you know, the, the, the ritualistic nature of it, which mm. Cabin in the Woods touched on, but not some an 80s movie. True. You know, you have the fool, you have the virgin, oh, yeah. you have, yeah. The you archetype. Know, exactly. Joining us in spirit, but not physically. Is Michelle, a.k.a. No Intro. A.k.a. Asexual. A.k.a. Sexual. What up? She is taking some time, and you know what? We can't wait to see her when she gets back. Michelle, we are, uh, we're lonely here without you, but you know what? Your spirit makes the room feel at least three degrees cooler. Oh, because she's cold like a ghost. There it is. Word. Mm. Yeah. Respect. Mm-hmm. I ain't mad at that. So we are at the final part of our 80s horror series. It's the final part of the final that's what I'm saying when, when, <laughs> oh, the structure you know we used to do this show without her and then or, and then there was structure yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and there was structure before we had somebody to feel responsible that's right. Or feel responsible this is for what... keeping a professional type environment. But there is no professional type environment. When we talk about today's subject, part four, usually we do the best of the worst, but today we're doing B-movies. And Roscoe, that's why we have you on here. There's one that I know you're really excited to talk about. Oh, that would be my favorite, you know, killer clowns from outer space. What is a killer clown from outer space? Oh, well... Literally what the title says. <laughs> a killer clown from outer space. This isn't code for the Russians or uh No, you know, it's just Red a, Scare or anything. No. This is the reason why you should not trust random carnivals in the middle of the woods. That is true. And it's one thing too, I was about to get all comic booky with it, like, what is the origin of the clown planet? Is it like one big planet sized circus tent? Uh well we were supposed to find out uh, in the sequel, which never came. Yeah. That's true, that's true. <laughs> So, basic premise of this movie there, Roscoe. Uh, clowns came from outer space, putting people in a 
cotton candy with their ray guns. <laughs> okay, killing hold on. people. Hold on. See, you're, you're just kind of glossing over it. I want to know. I want to know how this shit works. You asking somebody how something works that doesn't have no true explanation of how shit works. Okay. Okay. Well, okay well, which uh, makes it a B movie. <laughs> so the clowns, right? They come from outer space. They crash land, I think. In the middle of the woods. In the middle of the woods. Some some kids. Oh, now you know what the movie's about. If y'all want it, if y'all want it full detail, I just. Uh, Literally, that's what he asked. But um, yeah, but. In full detail, see, this is why Mother Michelle needs to be here to put bring the kids uh, in there. No, 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 we knew what to ask. But, but um, it's literally started off with make out hill, make out camp, make out point. It's always a make out, you know. Yeah. But uh, some chick not in, truly interested in making out with her boyfriend uh, ends up going, ends up noticing a yellow beam of light and landing down, convinces him to go. To this light at the same time. Now, I, I don't want to be that person, but in, in my rewatch of this movie, and I, I say this with the, the utmost respect, that's some white people shit. It oh, is that, white people First shit. off, that's she's bored enough. the white people in the movie. <laughs> What's hilarious is she's bored enough from being made out that she notices this beam of light and Which says, Which means Let's his tongue action cannot be that good. True, but if you're, if you're, listen, listen, listeners, if you're good at what you do and, and if you're good at making out, the person's not going to get bored. Unless she's already bored, then it's already a lose-lose situation. That's, you know what? That's a great point. She had nothing better to do on this night. She said, might as well call up Ricky, Tommy, Davey, whoever the fuck. Uh, it's one of them white <laughs> You know what? We're going to go make out for a bit. I got nothing better there's to do. There's a Kevin to Steve. Oh, thank God there's a light. I'm saved from this dude. He is basically eating my face. Let's go explore yeah, this. Not in a good way either. Right, right. Now, Kelsey, can you tell me what the good way is? Mm-hmm. Of eating the face? Yeah. <laughs> All right. First, you want to make sure the face is at least 65 degrees Fahrenheit. Mind you, moisturize. If you have any type of edible lubes, that could help. Or a nice jam because it's sticky. What flavor jam? Strawberry. Okay, yes. Strawberry. Yes. I fuck with it. Yes. <laughs> and then you go at it. You don't. You want to start off with a slight nibble just to see the softer parts of the face because you just want to go in on a rough patch. Mm-hmm. And also, if you're older, you got to know what side of your mouth you're going to use because you got to know your bad teeth from the good yeah, teeth. You know what? Exactly. Only in America do we have terms like bad teeth and good teeth. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, back row for show. That's right. You know, you that was a Rosa Parks joke there, but I was not about to make it. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the most important teeth are in the back. Yeah, because yeah, they're the black yeah. ones. And so, so we must take our wisdom teeth and replace them with our chompers. No, Yo, don't don't do that. Don't do that. That'll fuck, fuck up your whole. Structure. I know. Yeah, exactly. You won't be able to pronounce words properly. You look like uh, Jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I already don't pronounce words correctly, so you know. Word, because you don't speak the native tongue. There it is. Because the native tongue was stolen from you. Mm-hmm. Then they repurpose that with some new English that's old well, English. You know, we all come from Africa anyway. Yes. Pangea. Yes. So, Mbappe. Um, in in this movie, it's so fucking wild because the way that they're doing all this stuff. At one point, even the shadows are attacking. Oh, but that's oh yeah, that's that's, that's great. Um, but low key, that's hilarious because even more funny is well, greatest scene I'm of all time for me. Yeah. It's the Burger King biker scene. Burger King biker scene. Yo, they fucked up them bikers. Yep, break it down. King. Break it's it down. A, what happened there? All right, so. Bikers go to Burger King. They chilling. Already making moves. Actually, out. you know, I can't say it's a bad choice because no, Burger King the in the 80s. 80s. Burger King in the 80s. Delicious. Primo. 
Yo, Burger King still slap to this day though. Uh, on the truth on the right, baby. I haven't had Burger King in a long time. Maybe I'll, maybe I need to try it again. Yeah. yeah, you know you want a Whopper, baby. I'm more of like a Carl's Jr. guy myself. I ain't mad at that. They I ain't mad at it. Pound pounds, Carl's Jr. do have grilled cheeseburger. Or, no, yeah, the grilled cheese, cheese, yeah. cheeseburger. Ooh. They have pound, pound for pound the best burger. And they so. brought back the onion, the rodeo burger mm. at Burger King. You know what, That's I, my I, life. I will baby. say that is where I will take an onion ring. That's where life is at, baby. So. They're but at the, they're at the best place at, you can be. They're at Burger King, chilling, being bikers, you know. <laughs> so next thing you know, you hear you hear this nice little old motorcycle about to come. You see the lights coming up. Next thing you know, you see this little old short clown <laughs> on a tricycle, parked next to him. And then the bike leader, biker leader's just like joshing and joking on him to the fact that dunking on him even to the fact that he asked the clown, "Does he want to fight?" The clown jumps off screen, lands back in screen with boxing gloves, <laughs> and the best line ever yep. in history. What you gonna do? Knock my block off. And what does he do? Uppercuts him, and his whole head comes off his body, lands in the trash can, body flops to the ground. He pulls out his ray guns and starts to shooting. And everybody's running away from, on their bikes. And he lets out the... One of the great things that I love about this movie is the clowns laugh, but they have a alien satanic kind of laughter to it. So, yeah, they look deformed and everything. You but, know, you can't judge a clown based off of its, you know, face. Oh. It's makeup. It's makeup. In another great scene, Pizza Delivery, which also has three of the main killer clowns. Two of them show up to deliver pizza, <laughs> which is, is is already hilarious. It's already because a, it's, it's, how they didn't know where to go with the pizza. True. That's, Secondly, oh why are clowns delivering pizza? It's Halloween. I mean, I don't know. When it I, wasn't even Halloween. Oh, show was I'll even tell you, it was a random day. When I worked at uh, Papa Murphy's, I knew a few clowns that uh, delivered pizzas. Hey, hey, Wonka, oh. Wonka. but <laughs> Waka Waka. Chicks all nice and accepting for the pizza. Pizza box opens. It's a clown in the pizza box. The first introduction of the ray gun. Shoots her. She turns into cotton candy. And just like, what the hell? Yes, and the reason why people are getting turned into cotton candy is because it's a cocoon effect. And then they'll take these human-sized balls of cotton candy back to the ship, put them in like these little sockets, and then they stick a crazy straw in these bitches and slurp out the blood. So now the, we find out these clowns are vampiric. Vampiric? Vampiric. Vampiric. To a nature like they feed off of human blood, quote unquote. Okay. And just to see these fucking clowns drink human blood that's through wild. a crazy it's, straw. Out a crazy of, straw. Yes, out of these big slabs of cotton candy. This is nuts. And then you have the little creatures in the popcorn that is like these demonic like motherfucking parasitic clown jack uh, jack in the boxes that pop out the popcorn and just snatch his motherfuckers and eat them and nibble on them See, and shit. Now that that makes me think because when I was a kid, I was terrified of Captain Crunch because he I was out there Horatio. He was, yeah, he was or, out there crunchitizing kids. Oh mm. yeah, they turned into the cereal that he's selling. Yeah, tell mm. me, tell me that they 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 all I came back. About yeah, that yeah. No, no, that was that was for a long time. And then I saw Killer Clowns from Outer Space as a kid, and I'm like, that's that same shit. Like they're, it's cotton candy. 
It's Captain Crunch. It's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Exactly. Then you had to see where Shorty was taking the bath. She reached over the, the the hamper to get in that little clown pop. I'm like, ah! She was like, ah! I was like, yo, fuck me up. But like, what's even more, check all your laundry baskets. But what's even more hilarious is. She never ate popcorn, but pop that's how they introduced the popcorn creatures. They just said, guess what? She had popcorn on her. And another thing, too, because every monster quote-unquote has to have its weakness, and the weakness for the clowns were their noses. And if you uh, punch them in the uh, nose, they will blow If you pop the f- their nose, yeah, they they will, pop their nose, they'll spin in a circle and, and then just blow the fuck, blow up. fuck up. Which is even more hilarious when you come to the point at the end of the movie where... You find out that the team, the remaining people that know how to stop the clowns go into the spaceship, which happens to be a carnival tit that stated from earlier, that has everything in there. Bullshit fun house, uh, <laughs> merry-go-round, some- bumper cars. I need some, no. The see, maze. That's all great, but I need some some hackney music. I need some corn dogs. I need some funnel cake. Was, I need an overpriced giant soda. It was like arcade's level from Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1. That's what that shit was. That is a deep cut, and I love it. Mm. But <laughs> when you get to the center, you are introduced to Jumbo the Giant Clown, which fell down from the sky with puppet strings on them. And Inside of a t- circus tent. <laughs> you got to wonder, what, what kind of... What kind of drugs were the people that made this movie doing to be like, uh, this is going to I want to see the clown society. Like, do they go from planet to planet doing this shit? You, ready, like you ready for the fun fact? The brothers that produced it were mostly known for doing the special, like, kind of effect, like the claymation shit for the Simpsons so and whatnot. These were, these were practical effects folks who said, let's just make a whole movie where we use mostly practical effects. I'm, I just know that this was their, the practical effects people, this was their day. Directorial like debut. That. Okay, so I mean, do, do you think do you think at some point they knew that they were kind of trolling the audience? I, nah. I remember back in the eighties, B movies were just like we could push these they out came for out as many as uh, you need. Exactly. So, well, speaking of trolls, uh, Kelsey, you had one movie you want to talk about too? Man, I don't want to talk about this whole too much because this shit used to scare the shit out of me <laughs> as a kid. Mm-hmm. It is literally the worst movie ever made. Oh, Showgirls. No, I mean literally. You look it up. It's been dubbed. It's coined. It has the prestige to become oh, be called the worst movie of all that time. That movie with Britney Spears when she was on the road trip with her. Oh friends. no, that's um shit. Fuck. That's when she had to. Uh, I'm not a girl. Not yeah, yet. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. What was that called? Uh, Crossroads. Crossroads. Yes. <laughs> and Zoe Saldana was in that yes, too. She well. was. But no, it's the movie Troll. Like look it up. Look it up. Google it. There's a whole what? like film oh, festival damn, dedicated to troll. watching this movie because it's so bad. So bad and the troll so in that bad. movie used to haunt my dreams because it was so grotesque <laughs> looking. Just like the trolls from Ernest Scared Stupid. They okay. did look like them trolls. Fuck to Ernest day. Scared Stupid fucked me up as a kid. That <laughs> fucked me up too. Because they look like those trolls from that gnome show, Will, William the Gnome, or whatever that nigga name was. What? But Troll, <laughs> that movie fucked me up. It was hor- It was scary, scary, like for the like jump scares, none of that. Yeah, that shit, oh God. Um, none of that shit. It was no real gore. He was just an ugly motherfucker. It was just the creature just, itself just, that yeah, was scary. Yeah, the creature itself. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at these pictures right now, and you know... <laughs> and it's one thing too, like he gets turned to a troll, and then the son at the movie, at the end of the movie, coming in his house, thinking it was all like a dream or some shit. Nope, your daddy a troll too now. And guess what? Your mama a troll now. I was like, 
What the fuck? How you escape this shit? Okay, okay, but fine. But 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 to quote Syndrome, if everyone's a troll, then no one will be. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> You're still a fucking troll. You nasty ass, gooey ass, motherfucking trolls. So what was it that, that scared you so much about this movie as a kid? It was just the fact of, what, like I said, the way he looked and <laughs> the fact that there was no real means to its destruction. Because even once you thought he was dead, psych, he was still alive. He turned your whole family into fucking trolls and slime monsters and shit. Okay. So it was a, the inability to defeat the adversary, more or less. And like I say, it's, it's creepy as fuck. Yeah, like, no, I'll it's, give you it's that. the I'll give visual. You that. It's the visual. It's, ugh. So B movies, right? We, we we talked last week about how you know this is a long fucking intro for this too. But you know what? Hey, this is this is how it goes this time. Hey, you can't tell us how to make our butter, baby. We turn it out. <laughs> churn. We turn it out. Churn. It's churn. Churn. It's churn. I said churn. It's churn. Churn. It's yeah. churned. Yeah, churn. Cha. Cha. Er. Er. No. No. Kern. Kern. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see the coming. I see the coming. So, B-movies. It's the difference between, you know, big budget, I guess, and smaller budget. Unfortunately, sometimes that means better actors, shittier actors. But there's there's a level of heart that hits behind this. Oh, like I, I, I kind of like the idea of making B movies, you know? Yeah, because not not the one with Jerry Seinfeld and that guy who hit those two women in the car and got away with it, uh, Matthew Broderick. Yeah, he did. He did. I, there's a lot of stuff. But there are some that like you know become cult classic, like one of my favorites, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Right, and and before we get into that, because I do want to talk about that movie, which I, I think is great. I think the people that make B movies actually care. They do. I they think do. they're having a great time. For most people that are doing B-movies, this is their debut. Yeah. It's either their writing debut, their directorial debut, their uh, production debut. It's it's one of, it's somebody's it's debut, something. and they're passionate yeah. about it, and they were given a chance. So they put their heart into it. And sometimes it's more of just, like, the people. Even if the movie comes out bad, they know they had a good time. Well, and, what were you going to say, Kelsey? I was just going to say... People that go into it making B movies have the passion. It's when your movie turns into a B movie, but you took it seriously. It was your baby, it was your project. You wanted it to be this masterpiece of horror, a cinema, and everybody's like, nah, bro, that shit's bad. Then you get the disgruntled directors and writers, well, the I, humps and rumps. You know, but, 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 <laughs> but then you've also got folks, and I know he's not an 80s you know, director, but Tommy Wiseau thought that The Room was going to be the drama that, you know, yeah. sparked a generation. And then when thought. Pe- <laughs> when, and then, uh, yeah. And then when people, you know, started laughing about it, that's when he was like, oh, I always meant it to be this. Oh, no, 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 no. I wanted to be naked. These are my clothes. <laughs> Jokes on you guys. Yeah, yeah, like, okay. Gotcha. Oh, you know what? I don't think you did, though. I think, I, you know, I think that you thought this was going to really change oh, you cinema. You didn't think this was a joke? But then you've also got, I, I know that this is an easy target, and I know some of the movies are funny and some of them are good, but it's the Adam Sandler effect. It's True. one of those, because he, he's the epitome of I'm going to eat, we're all going to eat, yes. you know? And I like to think that the people making these B movies kind of have the same thing. Like, you know what? We got a weekend. My buddy over here, I know, you know, can scream. This one over here, I know, can, you know, put on this makeup. Be, she doesn't mind showing her titties. That's, we all you know, seen them. There's, there is some B movies that are like that. <laughs> exactly. That it's just like, it's me and my friends. We wanted to do a movie. We got the money to, Voila. we're doing a movie. But isn't there, isn't there some magic to that? Isn't there, there something is like, some yeah. to it. 
But just there's also some good things too of like one of the things that I have liked in this current generation is Eli Roth. He's a B movie. Okay. He's a B movie fan. Most of his B most of his movies literally after Hostel are nothing more but him making big budget B movies. Big that's, budget that's, B movies. That's exactly right. Piranhas was a B movie <laughs> that was so hilariously bad, but yet good back in the 80s that he reinvented and just was like, let's do this. And still did the whole 3D effect because I want to say that Piranhas yeah, had 3D. 3D. No, no, it was 3D. And, and no, but I'm saying the 80s version was 3D, yeah, I want to yeah, say exactly. as well. That's what they did. And it was, it was one of those things where you could see the trailer and it's like, ah, and everyone in the theater goes, ah. And just like we just talk about Eli Roth, then we had like the Grindhouse movies, which was a throwback to the whole 70s and 80s B type movies, but with a bigger budget, but they still respected it and made it feel like it was a vintage film. If you watch it right now, you couldn't really tell if it was from back then or not. So you can't respect the craft of the B movie. See, and and, you know, we've kind of talked about it. We've kicked around the idea once or twice where, you know, we would like to eventually. You know, make our own just dumb, quick, short films. Oh yeah, it's gonna oh, happen. I can't right. wait for my B so, movie to pop off. My my question is then, what is it that separates it, or where's that line? When does it go from passion and knowing what it is and still making a fun movie to hokey and over the top? Uh, it depends on the. It's all based on the company. It's literally if the company's really trying to just be like, here, do what you want, then fundal you the money, yeah. But if it becomes like a hit. Sometimes they'll dabble themselves into it. Let's get Some, a sequel going. Or sometimes if they're able to, or sometimes if they're able to pick up a big name or somebody big, they'll try to do something to it and change some things to it. I was it. watching something. I because uh, there's a whole. Uh, I was watching a YouTube channel the other day, and this guy was talking about uh, what do they call clean flicks? I want to say that's what it is. Basically, it's Christians only. Uh, Christian oh, only Netflix. Word. Mm. Yeah, and this so guy. Is it, is- their own material, or they take movies and they edit them out. No, 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 no. It's it's all original content ripping off other more popular, like the kids' box less... version of music. God, no, no. Well, okay. Like, there's one that's like a John Wick ripoff. Okay, but how can you do that if it's for the Christians? Uh, Is it, it Jesus fighting demons? No, no. It's a guy who. Used to be a killer, and now he's given his life, and he's now a pastor. Oh, he's killing them with the word of no, Christ. No. He's just he's a, a pastor? He's a pastor. Did his because, dog at least die? No. Oh. But this girl that he knew for a year got kidnapped. And a black woman got killed, like, right off the bat. Of course. Yeah. So he has to go find uh-huh. this girl but not kill anybody? No, then he starts killing again. But it's for the Christians. I know. But that the is plot weird. is he was a Christian. No, 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 no I get that, but that's but then, but the whole but, point but, of but, everything no, else, no, But then at the very end, at the very end, he's, he's doing it in self-defense, you know. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. But he's supposed to turn out the cheek. Well, that's the thing. With a heel kick. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Oh, that's a good one. Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> but like at the end of it, at the end of this movie, he gets there. He has the gun. He's aiming it at the, you know, the uh, the, uh, the the assailant, the, the his his moral enemy, who is like in this uh, Eastern um, religious cult. He's a leader or whatever. Of course, it's Eastern. And it turns out that he like didn't. Like Middle Eastern? No, yeah, Asian yeah, like, like, I don't know. Or they, 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 they don't specify because they don't need to because it's not Jesus. Okay. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So he goes and he has the gun and of course he doesn't kill him and he says, it's not the way. And he takes off, right? Now, these Did movies are. Did they blow are, his house up? No. Damn. Another guy comes up and kills him, which is because you can't have the main character do that, you know? Mm. Yeah. But these are B movies oh, that are just doubt. fucking bad. 
Yes. And the guy on the, the YouTube page, he was talking about how, you know, there is that fine line. And if you look back at 80s B-movies, those were just being churned out left and right. Yeah. No one knew what a hit was going to be it's when they made it. Exactly. You know, John Carpenter wasn't always John Carpenter as we know him. All these people were not always the level that we know them at now. A lot of them were making these movies, starring in these movies, even Evil Dead 2 like we talked about, or Army of Darkness. It was kind of scary the first one, and then they're like, let's just have fun. Yeah, and then you, you make your product, and then you see the response, and like, oh, people thought it was funny. There's a right. lot of laughs. Fuck it. Why fight it? Let's do it. Let's make it ridiculous like Freddy Krueger. Yes. After the second one, that's when he became the jokester. Well, and, and, also, and just like with Evil Dead, that's why the third one ended up being as bad as it was, yeah. because it was literally the director saying, <laughs> I don't want to do what the company wants me to do. I'm doing so Sam I'm gonna Randy. do this like and, this. And that's why we got Spider Man 3. Yes. He's like, put Venom in it. I don't want Venom. So they want him. Put him in. I And Sam Raimi's <laughs> like, watch. Not only am I gonna shit the bed, I'm gonna keep eye contact with you as I do it. And the great Emo thing too Spider-Man. about it, the Emo <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> but to go back to what you were Peter saying. Peter Parker never wanted to know, go to a black parade. Sometimes oh my god. <laughs> but sometimes, <laughs> Sometimes you just got to rebel against the company and just say, you know what? Suck it, Dad. I'm going to make a horrible movie so y'all don't right. want another one. And exactly. Only, and only my and fans. I'll go do my own thing. And then when Sister y'all let sabotage. me go, only my fans will follow me because they know what was going on. They know what was going on. And that's the thing, you know. Um, and you were saying, you know, sometimes you can get a big name actor. In this movie, the John Wick ripoff, there was some big name actor. And you can tell because his character dies. In the first two minutes. Oh, that's how he was paid for a day. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. They and so they only had enough for the <laughs> for that day shoot. And so his name, his name is up there. He's on the front of this cover. Oh he, yeah, that's yeah, called that's that false prophet. That's the one good thing about also eighty movies was they'll put one person in there, make you think he's the lead. Only to find out they're like a side character, maybe 15 minutes. Goddamn, Johnny minutes in Depp it. in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. First one. 10 minutes. This bitch is dead. Yo, one of the best scenes in cinema history. Yeah, but. And, and, I, and he I, doesn't have, like, only, what, four words in that line? <laughs> exactly. And Fucking that's, Scream 2. You've got. Um, I will say one of the greatest. The Entanglement Lady. Oh, Jada Pinkett Smith Jada. and. Omar. Omar, Omar Epps. Yep, and they're both on the cover in the very. They're, they're, for, they're, in, they're in the front. They die in the first scene. Oh, yeah, black effect. But, black like, effect. going back to Johnny Depp, Depp, that's why I love watching, like, behind the scene featurettes, especially and watching that Nightmare on M Street uh, five hour long documentary. Oh, that was so great. Just seeing how they shot it and mm. being a kid, like, you think they, it was the ceiling, but, you know, you get a little older, like, Oh shit! No, they had the bed. They built the bed up. They poured right. it down. It this is... way it flows. And you can even look at and it. And then they just the flipped the camera upside exactly. down. Exactly. And just how creative so they good. were with that. That's how great practical effects were back then. And if Freddy Cougar didn't make money, that would have been a classic B movie. It's all about the income and made it a success. Well, and and that's one of the things that I think is kind of slept on with these B movies because you can you can say all you want about you know. CGI or whatever, but yeah. at the time, all they really had outside of shitty CGI was practical effects. But yet, also one of the great things about the '80s was it was just getting into the CGI game. And what's even more crazy is how, like the birds, mm-hmm. they didn't even re- most of those birds they didn't really use real birds. Most of, like they only had like maybe the only time they used real birds in the birds was when she actually got attacked by birds. Right, right. Past that, they were all fake. 
They quick question there. What do you have to do to make a bird attack an actress? They uh behind <laughs> the scenes things pheromones behind yeah. the scenes that I want to say they had a she had some seeds they I forgot how they did it. There was a sign in there was some I want to say there was some seeds. Your mom's a hoe. Well, there was some seeds. Like some, uh, some oh shit! I want to say they put bird seeds on her and whatnot, unlike that her outfit. But I'm not sure. I, oh, yeah. But I'm not a hundred percent. Just like the, the original Invisible Man. Oh yeah. That wasn't CGI. Yeah, that no. was all just like a whole. Using different types of lens on the right. camera. Well, I mean, look at this now. Look at the technology we have now. Anyone can make a movie easy. True. And a lot of people do, and a lot of people shouldn't. But I like the idea that, that, that it, it's out there. So even if they're bad storytellers, these stories are being told, and it's different than what we've always got. Now, in the 80s, they didn't have, like, quick little green screen technology that we can just buy at Walmart willy-nilly. This was a whole fucking studio. Oh. And they're trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. Some yes. of some of the greatest things, too, Bloody Birthday, didn't even have stunt people. People were doing their own actual stunts, and oh, one yeah. of the scenes was Everyone actually... Everyone was Jackie Chan. Oh, but one of the scenes was having two boys drive a motor, drive a car through a junkyard <laughs> chasing a, a teenager adult. And then... <laughs> So just imagine being a kid driving a car, and that's yeah, because it's like somebody signed off. Well, it, it's like it's like what Garrett. That's was, how much of a budget these most B movies was exactly. given. Exactly, well, it's like what Garrett was saying last week, where they had a guy actually shooting a gun out the window because they had the ammo and they didn't have enough money to go get blanks, and they're like, "Well, we have ammo. Just don't get hit by just the bullet. don't get hit by this bullet." Yeah, that's what? just why. <laughs> what like, do you do? <laughs> that's how. Much B movies were. It was just like the eighties. We <laughs> cocaine. We don't have insurance, but shit, we don't also back. have stunt doubles. So we're gonna do these stunts if we get you can't hurt. Can't get hit by the bullet if you're not in front of the bullet. And some of the great things too about B movies was you could tell that certain things were changed on the fly because yeah. if they got hurt, they would change the lineup. Or if they did, <laughs> or some movies if they didn't have the money. But wrote a big, wrote a character that was acted by a big actress or actor. They will replace the actor and actress with no replace, no okay. speaking, and you just have to be like, "All right, so this uh, person's playing. This person's playing Doctor Forgan." So, so yeah, Jesus Christ. Yes, that has happened in a few B movies yeah. where the, the main actor, the, just, the, just the big budget, no one can say anything. Exactly. Big budget characters <laughs> in two two thirds of the movie, and then the act three, whole other person. It's wild, but you know what? The fact that they they were like, "Well, we got to finish the movie." Uh, yeah. So Legend. with practical effects, I, I'd like uh, to hear both of you talk about if you if you if you're willing, if you're able, if you're here for the podcast to talk about it. One killer tomato, and. The return of the killer tomato. Mm. Oh, attack of the killer tomato. Now, this isn't an allergy thing, right? This isn't like, you know, someone's got a tomato allergy. What's, why, 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 why does a tomato kill? Um, in the cartoon. Because that's how I even, because with me, my first introduction into uh, attack of the killer tom- tomatoes was from the early 90s cartoon on Fox. And it was a scientist, of course, using radioact- radioactivity to create these tomatoes to do his evil bidding and whatnot. And then one of these tomatoes was kind of mutated and he became basically like the lovable pet 
of like the humans, but then you have this well, one girl. Well, that's 90s cartoons. That's the same Beetlejuice bullshit. Yeah, then you had this one girl who's actually a tomato <laughs> that gets transformed into a human. So in the movies, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the that that was the cartoon version. That's how they yeah. got. That's how they. That's how they tricked the kids. And the main dude in the the cartoon was in love with the, the tomato chick. And they had to solve the... Did she have green hair? No, she was no, a blonde with titties. She was just a blonde with titties. Yeah, you can look it up. But um, in the t- in the movie, if I recall right, it was actually radioactive pre- pesticides that... Yeah, that's what I think. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because the, they're the, the human, spraying, yeah. the spraying the fields. Which is even more hilarious because we're in 2020. We're out here using radioactive pesticides on food and shit. But yet, ain't nobody bringing up the references of Attack of Killer Tomatoes. But we already put spraying all these pesticides and all these poisons on the plants as is, so they don't give a fuck. But what's even more greatly hilarious was they used this as technically a counterpart to Gremlins, like because I want to say most of its idea was from like a Gremlin, like the whole "don't let Gremlins multiply." Right, and that was the thing with these tomatoes. And and actually, in, in return of the killer tomatoes, because that was, what, 1988? I want to say. You know who was in that that you may not have recognized? Who? George Clooney. What? And the thing, too, about these tomatoes, they didn't talk like the cartoon, of course, but they were still big-ass tomatoes, and it had very similarities to critters, too, because they will do nothing but roll, but once they got to you, you they ate, ate your ass. And then they'll get bigger. <laughs> it was stupid. And speaking of that, it reminds me of another B-movie. B standing for bunny called they I think it was called they it was like one word but it was basically about killer rabbits that were mutated by toxic waste and these rabbits went around through these towns hopping and jumping and killing motherfuckers what yeah <laughs> oh. hold on hold on I need a little more on this. What's their motivation? Why? They just big ass rabbits, big and they were mutated, so they grew big, big ass, and they just hopped around, squashing people and eating them because they were radioactive, and that was the movie. <laughs> I will say one of my favorite scenes from Attack of Killer Tomatoes was was when they, uh, the old lady opened up the t- tomato soup and just all this, <laughs> and then just. A big ass tomato just coming to attack, and I'm just like, "What the hell?" All right, and I also just seen one of my favorite funny scenes, which is a military conference uh, meeting. It's called Night of the Lepus. Night of the Lepus. Well, I call it. Yeah, <laughs> I call it. Day. I call it the Killer Rabbit. <laughs> it was. It, they had. I thought it was. Now I'm thinking about. That's 1972, though. That that was um. still a no, big movie. That was huh? the one with the giant ants. It was called like them or some shit. It was one title when the giant ants was taking the town and shit. But yeah, that big ass, big ass <laughs> rabbits is out there doing shit. Though. It's still a B movie, not the eighties, but that well, shit yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, they. One thing that made Attack of the Killer Tomatoes and just Killer Tomatoes hilarious was the fact that they knew it was a B movie. They treated it like a B movie, and they also treated it like a comedy. So they just literally were just like, yeah. we're having fun. Like, to the pure fact that one of the scenes was military dudes in a small conference room <laughs> talking about their projects, and they named them in their long names, but in short, for code names, they were misfits, and <laughs> and it's just like, what? yes, literally, like, misfits pronounced some real long thing, and then it was called P-P-I-T-P-P-P something, and, but short. In short, they called it. <laughs> so it's like, 
All right. And then. And she transformed with salt and pepper. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes. Yo, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm I'm looking at these pictures, and um 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 this this tomato is thick. Yeah. Yeah. She, she transformed with salt like, and pepper. Uh, it was Kelly stupid. Bundy. And what was great about that '80s show was it came on right after another good '80s uh, cult she's classic. Got those, she, she's got those those '90s cartoon lips, you know the yes. uh, the freakazoid, uh, you know. Um, hello, nurse. Hello, nurse. Yeah. hello, nurse. And she got the um, Fast Time at Ridgemont High bikini. I'm saying. And it came on right after uh, Police Academy, and then right after them two went straight to Ghostbusters. Yep, the real Ghostbusters. Yay, yay. That's how I'm, I woke up my my Fridays and Saturdays. Saturday oh, yeah. morning. Yeah, they had a black cowboy in that cartoon too. For no reason. <laughs> no I'm, I'm, I'm getting reason. lost on the web now. You're getting now. lost in the tomato sauce. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> and of course, the main guy is George Clooney. So, Jesus Christ, look at him! It's the clone. It's the clone. It's, it's the, the clone. See, and that's the thing because with these B movies, that's, well, that's one of my points is you never know who's gonna make it later on. You never do. And then look back on these movies and be like, oh. Jennifer Anderson didn't know she was going to be Jennifer Anderson when she signed up for Leprechaun. Exactly. That's her true. best movie to this day. I don't know. Yeah. Horrible Bosses 2 was pretty good. That's not her mm. movie, though. <laughs> I don't give her credit for that. Um, <laughs> who was it? It was, um, uh, Jesus, what is his name? The All Right, All H. Right, Christ, All Right guy. Christ. He would drive Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. He was in a uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that was garbage. And his acting in it was garbage. And now he's Matthew fucking McConaughey. So, looking at these movies, do, you, do y'all see any other ones who, like, people who made it out of there and, you know, maybe made a career for themselves? Other than George fucking Clooney. Uh, um, off the top, no. Yeah, not <laughs> off the top. I would have to do some research to figure I that out. That up, no, I, I actually, no. I know uh, the main child from Blade Birthday was, uh, ended up doing, being the main child in Cujo. Oh, well, shit. Well, if yeah. we count in B-movies, but that's, if, if we want to count... Masters of the Universe is a B movie. Then you have Courtney Cox. You know, would we count that as a B movie? I, 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 I lo- it's I a B yeah. movie with a budget. It's, it's a B a movie budget, with a budget. It's not good, but yeah, it's a B movie though. Be, because remember, because B movies had still good, decent budgets. And it depends on what you classify a B movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because technically, Jaws was supposed to be considered a. They, Jaws was given a B movie budget. It just happened to See, be a. It, it just was that good. It just happened to change but and t- revolutionize the movie industry. But it still was summertime hit. That, that it's still a B movie. Yeah, it was still a B movie. Like yeah. Sharknados have budgets of millions of dollars. That's They're wild still B movies. You know who who uh, would have had on their bingo card Tara Reid making a comeback with Sharknado movies? Yeah, we still ain't got the last one. No, I've been waiting for it because it was doing time travel and shit. So we're we're, we're kind of getting closer to the end here, and I, I do want to make some honorable mentions of you know one of them being. Cannibalistic humanoid underground mm. dwellers. Chud. Chud. Mm. My Chud. Chud. I just was watching some shit online about Chud. One of these YouTubers I follow. Shout out to Professor Torgi. Torgi. He was doing his top ten um, horror movie franchise franchise that need to be rebooted, and Chud was one of them. Okay, so what what what, what is your uh, what's your take on Chud? Interesting. I'm surprised that concept wasn't done more with New York City and right, all the right. sewers and the, the alligators, the subways. Like they had Midnight Meat Train that came out a few years ago when they dealt with all that shit happened down there. Fucking Ninja Turtle. Like 
New York is right. prime for those type of movies. I'm just surprised a lot more movies weren't shot in New York off those urban legends. Well, like we were saying last week, I like to like, oh, I like to think it's the same mayor. It's the same you know guy who's dealing with all of this, which is why when the Ghostbusters come in, he's like, fuck that, no. Was no, Killer no, no, Croft no. supposed to be a play off the uh, urban legends yeah. of alligators being Absolutely. in the schools and shit? Yeah. Yo, but in an animated series, he was a freak from a freak show carnival. But that's neither here nor there. But then, but then yeah. that's, you know, because... That's people the, people did uh, report you know alligators in the sewers. Yeah. What was up? Was the anime named Tim? Oh fuck me sideways. Bruce Tim, yep. the Bruce Tim universe origin of the Killer Croc. Yeah, yeah. So going with this, because we like I said, we we are kind of getting close to the end here. Where do you see the influence from these B movies in what we have nowadays? Do you think some folks go a little too far when they try to be ridiculous and? Oh, we know it's not going to be good, so let's make a bad movie for goodness sake. Most B-movies have interpreted good comedy, so most horror movies usually try to to imply comedy into their horror. Um, Depending on certain things and how how much the director or the people that are really behind the scenes that have a good effect, depending on how good like B-movies are, how much horror movie that they grew up from, They'll usually pay homage to it. I know there's few actors that, ju- I mean, few directors that are just <coughs> still, we want it to be practical as much as we can, little CGI as much right, as possible, right. just because they want it to feel real, not disturb the person, people's eyes, as well as this is the person that I grew up on watching, and this is how they do it. So, yeah, it, it's kind of not a tribute, but... Um, more of a trope as more of one of, yeah. like, an aesthetic style that they always wanted to do. What about you, Kels? How, where, where, where do you see that influence in, like, what we have nowadays? Well, like I mentioned Sharknado earlier, so mm-hmm. 75% of all movies on the Sci-Fi Channel all comes from that B-movie <laughs> pedigree. Sci-Fi Channel alone was a B-movie station. That's why I watched most of these movies that mm-hmm. growing up was mm-hmm. on Sci-Fi. And then they tried to get serious. Remember, like, what was it, five years ago? They're like, we're going to make good TV. We're like, why? No. Well, the original their television series, yes, but the movies. Their movies. Sharktopus, Turtledactyl, uh, cheat rhino or whatever, all those weird combinations and shit. They make the move. They make money off of those for some reason because they keep making them. And some people just like to see crap in motion. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, we had the Grindhouse years back. So when you watch these movies, and for um, some people like me and Ross that dive down to more indie things, a lot of B movies are just indie movies because budget wise they don't get that promotion. But you have the VHS series which were a homage to B-movies and special horror movies. And as well like, as a great anthology horror movie I, I was going to say, well. I feel like anthology does it best when it comes to the B-movies because exactly. they don't need it to be long. Yeah. And one of my favorite modern-day horror comedies, Feast, is all homage to the B-film and the over-the-topness, the sexuality, yeah. and the gore. So now, yeah. there's there's movies like that, and, and I respect it when it's done right. And then there are movies, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not shitting on your movie because I watched it and I, I laughed my ass off. But, um... What was it? Raptor? Uh, Preacher, Preacher Raptor? Raptor? Preacher Did you Raptor. Watch I watched it. I wanted to watch it. How was it? <laughs> it, it was what it was. It, it is it, what it, it is. But that's the thing. It knew what it was. Okay. Like, you know, it, it wasn't trying to be like just a movie. It was going for the dumb jokes. It was going for the ridiculousness. And because it knew that, I thought it was fucking great. Right. That's, that's one of the good things, too, about movies that know that they're going to be shitty. And they just say, let's just 
up the ante and go all in. Mm-hmm. Like you know that it's a B lives movie. You're probably you you're into that's how most movies I get into that were indie that were B lives. I'm like, this looks funny. This looks like it's gonna be stupid. Right. Now I, I have an hour and a half to waste. Let me see what this <laughs> is gonna be. Worst I could say is at least it was stupid. Now you know with that with that uh, if you watch Preacher Raptor, God damn it, when the um. When, when when you see the costume they use for his dinosaur form, oh yeah, he's not he's not chasing raptors. He is the raptor. Yeah, <laughs> it's it is what it is. But then there's also the genre, and, and this is what I fall into nowadays. With me and my house, we watch uh, every every October we watch just a bunch of different horror, horror movies. Nice. We find the weird ones, we find the dumb ones. We go down the list, and we're just like, okay, let's just you know let's go through it. There's been one where they're um, bite-sized horror, I want to say. It's on Hulu. And some of them are maybe 30 seconds. Some of them are a couple minutes. And it's just quick, you know? Like in boom, and out, boom, in and out, boom. in and out. So good. And there's one that's dumb. <laughs> and it's about a creature that this kid's afraid of. Uh, Instagram monster. <laughs> and his mom's like, well, like taking pictures of him. And he's like, why, why mom? Like... I don't want to be on your Instagram. And she's like, well, you took the best years of my life, so you know you might as well give me some likes on this social media. Yeah. And he's like, don't. If you post it. Sure, that's not Black Mirror. I'm positive. <laughs> and he's like, and she gets 20 likes, and she's like, we did it. And it's like, oh, man. You're, one, one, you're sad. Two, Jesus, lady. And then she's like, if you post it, he's going to come and get me. He's going to come and get me. And he, she posts it, and this monster comes and kills her. And... <laughs> Yo... It's the most ridiculous looking monster I've ever seen. But is it like a reflection of society? How you use the kids for lights and then they become the problem? Damn, ma'am. Meta. I'm just saying. So coming here to the end of this episode, what other honorable mentions do y'all have? Um, I have two. One would be... Puppet Master from oh, 1989. Ooh, I hate That shit almost made me cry. And, uh-huh. Of course, Nazis play a part in it. Mm-hmm. Immortality. Mm-hmm. And the fact that when you fuck with Egyptian reanimation spells, something always going to go wrong. And that was my one of my favorite um, franchises growing up, too. Once I got past the doll shit and I realized they weren't all that scary, it kind of <laughs> low-key became more of a comedy in the later um, sequels, um, just like Chucky. Then also another one would be the Toxic Avenger, one oh, and two, God, yeah. because those yeah. movies weren't meant to be slapstick, but they became that in the aftermath of his um, release. And, that, and that, that, that's what I like about those is they, from start to finish, the actors are playing their parts as best that they can. Yes. But then, shit goes awry. Shit goes awry. And once again, I uh, got introduced. Um, to the toxic, toxic Avenger as the cartoon on Fox Kids, and then I found out that it was a movie first. Then when I watched the movie, I was like, "Oh, this shit ain't nothing like the cartoon." Where the rest of his squad at? Yep, I think yep. it was the Toxic Avengers and the Toxic Squad or some shit like that. The Ooze Boys, it was something weird like that. But no, but at the end of the day, he was a good guy. He was a good guy that was hideous, and he tried to save the day, but people didn't want to be saved. By a monster, a la <laughs> mutants in Marvel comic books. But then you have some of the pretty ones, as the Morlocks would call them. Mm-hmm. So there's that whole dynamic between, are you Frankenstein or are you the monster? 
Oh, well, Frankenstein was, you know, the, the real villain. Yeah, there. it was, yeah. He was the real villain. Frankenstein's he was, monster. was just a dude. He was just a dude. He was just parts. Uh, Literally. Roscoe, <laughs> uh, what, 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 um... What 80s movie I got for y'all? What it is, honorable mentions? It's yeah. a great old franchise called Sleepaway Camp. For y'all that want to know what the greatest B-list movie to uh, Friday the 13th is Sleepaway Camp. Why? <laughs> because there's no reason. It's a bunch of jerk-ass, dick-ass kids <laughs> and some jerk-ass, dick-ass counselors <laughs> needing to die. That's all the plots you need to know. I might watch that one tonight. These kids are dicks. <laughs> These counselors are dicks. People gotta die. Okay. And it's just pure hilariousness. There's so many baked beans. I can honestly say the first one has so many fucking beans jokes as well as fart. It's just like, all right. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Okay, yeah. Um, so I got I gotta go with um talking we 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 have to talk about uh trauma. And Troma <laughs> Troma put out the Toxic Avenger series, but they also had a couple other movies. And one of my favorites, Class of Newcomb High. And it is it is B movie to the max. Mm. Uh, I'll show you guys the trailer after it this. It has sequels. Oh, oh my god. It, it uh, let's see. There's Class of Newcomb High. Return uh, to Class, Horror of, High? Class of Newcomb High 2, Subhuman Mountain Meltdown. Mm. And uh, 1994, so there was Class of Newcomb High 3. The good, and, the bad, and the subhumanoid. And then there was a remake in 2010. <laughs> yep. Ew. Was it also? Well, well it, it was. It was returned to Newcomb High. Ah. Oh, okay. And then returned to Newcomb High, aka Volume Two. Damn. Was Return to Newcomb High kind of like the same as Return to Horror High? So, with this movie, oh, yeah. the <laughs> the freaks, you know, the fucking freaks, man, they get more freaky. And uh, and the jocks, man, they're gonna get it this time. And uh, so, is everybody in high school mutated? Not everyone, but some are. But the mutated ones become the, you know, highest part of the uh, food chain. Oh, they become the upper echelon. Yeah, and they may have been nerds before. They may have been oh. outcasts before. But now, now Preppy's gonna get it. Yo, the roles have been reversed. Yep, and now I'm still gonna... pretty, but we're pretty ugly. Troma has so many B-list movies. If you have a chance and you want '80s B-list horror, watch some Troma movies. Seriously, Roscoe, thank you for being here with us today, man. Um, if you guys haven't, make sure you listen to Yo or the Captions. That you can find it's Roscoe on every Friday. Every baby. Friday. Uh, anything you want to plug, and where can the people find you? Well, it's too late. You already plugged it. Yo, where the captures that? Nothing else? Nothing 80s or for horror for the season? Uh-huh. No, not really, because my <laughs> other recommended 80s mo- uh, B-list movie will be Rubber, and that's a 2000 joint. So that's not an 80s B-list movie. Yeah. Man, you basically just referenced it anyway, so you might as well. Oh, so it's there. So yeah, there you, you can go, plug guys. that. You can Watch tell that people. rubber whenever y'all can. <laughs> and wash your rubbers as soon as you can. No, oh. because that is gross and nasty. Don't really use rubbers. Listen, guys. But That's unsanitary. Rubber works because it's in the vein of 80s movies Of an 80s, B 80s movie. movie. Well. Yeah, as well as make a satire about 80s B movie within it. And other than, um, you know, you're the captions at work and the people find you. Roscoe Tinkoyo on everything, guys. You know, my socials, Discord, Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. Xbox, <laughs> Among Us. All right. Yeah, cool. Places. Uh, Kelsey. Supernova. Anything you want to plug? Um, and um, 
where can the people find you? Yeah, I'm going to plug um, basically the low-level version of Gremlins meets, I guess you could say Critters, and it'll be a movie called Ghoulies. Ooh, not Ooh. Ghoulies. And one thing I remember most about Ghoulies is just the poster going to like, or the video box going to Blockbuster, and it was just a, a monster picking mm-hmm. his head out of the toilet. Because mm-hmm. that's one fear in Australia, in Australia people have a lot, because snakes are swim up through the pipes <laughs> and just seeing a monster come out of the toilet be like oh shit that could happen so the whole point of me watching that movie was like to see the dude the, el- the monster come out the toilet and eat my butt <laughs> kind of happens kind of doesn't but yeah ghoulies and you can find me on instagram snapchat kells for show um facebook kelsey deandre greer mm-hmm. and also you can find us on youtube now at the t-h-e escaping network that's the name of the channel Make sure you guys uh, be there this Friday and Saturday to hear our special Halloween episodes. One dealing with um, demonic possession, the other dealing with haunted houses. And yeah, that's been my time. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Daniel Rojas. Instagram, don't even bother. I'm still not using it as much as I should. But yeah, um, our YouTube page, we're getting it loaded, loaded as quickly as we can. There is a limit for daily upload, but we will get to where it is coming out as we are posting it here live. We would love for you to let us know what your favorite B-horror movie is, any 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 um, decade even. You know, let us know in the comments, let your friends know. Um, yeah, we love doing this for you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, Escaping Podcast. Yep. And if you would like your music featured on your show or know someone else who would, email us at escaping.podcast at gmail.com. Today we are leaving you with Just Plum Lucky by Menagerie. And we actually played them, I want to say two weeks ago, another one of their songs, DP. Yeah. Uh, we really like them, you know, and be sure you check them out. Thank you for letting us be here with you during this spooky, spooky season. We uh, we hope that it's safe for you, but still spooky, still scary. We hope that you enjoy the full blue moon that will be happening this Halloween. And that no matter what the future brings, we're all in this together. We'll see you next week. And remember, folks, there can only be one chum bucket. Yeah. <laughs> and as always, guys, B movies, bad movies, the budgeting movies, it doesn't matter. What does matter is that y'all guys become an escapee. Stay on candy, y'all.